Egg freezing is one of the very few ways that we've ever been able to say to a woman, this is positive, this is a fantastic thing, you can take control of your fertility. Think about it now. We've got the technology to do something about it. Lotus roots, and then it's got some carrots, mushroom, lovely chicken leg without skin, Chinese black mushroom. Look at that, simply delicious. How did you learn this? I've never oh, seen you make this soup. No, just every every time I, I want to cook something, I just think of something I can do, then I just do it. I just do it. It's just in me, cooking is in me. We're around at Mum's place tonight. You probably remember Janet, the famous vacuuming sponge lover. A little bit too much for you. Look at the rice. Brown rice, steamed white rice, black red rice from Thailand. So three colours. And look at my uh, very special dish here. This is very special, my own creation. Omelette with tomato, spring onion and corn. All delicious. And speaking of delicious eggs... I wonder what mum thinks of me freezing my eggs. Oh my God, it's good, it's good, Linda. I'm very proud of you. You're old chook. <laughs> old chook, I hope that will make a good baby. Your age, I already have two babies, you see? Yeah, that's why I'm still young here. Still young, looking forward to your baby so I can look after it. So hurry up, okay? All right, mum. Have you ever thought about your fertility, your ovarian health, whether you want to have a baby? I've hated hearing these kinds of questions. But in this last year, my circumstances have left me with two options if I want to start a family. Ignoring it and hoping for the best, that's the easy option, or dive in, get informed and figure out what's right for you. I've had to say to myself, Lindy, please don't run away from this. Don't be a fucking baby. So this is it. I decided to freeze my eggs and I want to share everything that I learned with you. Because before I went into it, I really had no idea. My friends didn't know about it. It's not something that people talk about really openly. And I think it'd be nice, especially as people with ovaries, to change that. I just want to take that mystery away. You're going to meet someone who is doing her egg freezing right now. But first, you'll get everything that you need to know. So what actually happens in your body, the success rates, the risks, the misconceptions. And to help us do that, you'll meet the doctor that took my eggs. Sorry, I was just filling up my water bottle. Do you need water? No, no, no. I've, I've, got, I've got juice. This is Dr. Jenny Cook. She is a highly skilled gynaecologist, fertility specialist, and advanced laparoscopic surgeon with over 20 years' experience. And she's an official examiner for the College of Obstetricians and Gynaecologists. When little babies are born, I get a picture later on and I leave them on the table behind me and... 
I can, you know, look out at them in a quiet moment in the day. Can I show you other things that I've got there? Yeah. There's a vagina sitting on your desk. That's what I can see. What's this? It's my little fertility egg. And that was given to me by a patient. She is an expert in the role of egg freezing and donor sperm options, and she understands the stresses that single women and same-sex couples face on their road to start a family. And so she welcomes everyone into her office at Monash IVF, which is where we're meeting now. Fertility stones. And I just put them behind my So let's start with why Jenny chose fertility as her specialty. I love fertility. It is such a special thing to be a part of a woman's life, of a couple's life, know everything that's going on, all the stresses they're facing, and to go through with them on that journey, to answer all their questions on the way, to guide them through it. And sometimes it's for egg freezing, as we're going to be talking about today, but More often, it's to have a baby that they've been struggling with and seeing that little heartbeat at the end of it is what it's all about for me. We're here to focus on fertility preservation, egg freezing. Let's find out what that concept is and what that looks like for someone that comes in by yourself and perhaps isn't part of a traditional framework of trying to have a baby. Egg freezing is one of the very few ways that we've ever been able to say to a woman, this is positive, this is a fantastic thing, you can take control of your fertility. It's not a guarantee of pregnancy, but it is a a wonderful insurance policy. I mean, as for you coming by yourself, I mean, I feel we talked about Magnus a lot. And I feel in many ways that he was a part of it as well. And and I know that you would go away and, and talk to him. But seeing someone like yourself in a relationship, seeing someone coming in with their partner, seeing a woman by by themselves, it's all part of the rich tapestry that is the fertility journey, I suppose. Tell me about the advantages and the ideas of what is egg freezing. For someone that's just come into this cold and they're like, what the fuck even is it? What does it mean? (laughs) The technology has improved dramatically in the last eight years. It is a really positive thing to do. We are now seeing pregnancies from women who have frozen their eggs many years ago and are coming back at, you know, at the age of 45, 46, 47, at a point in their lives where they would never have really, realistically been able to have a baby with their own eggs. In simple terms, the actual process is the first two weeks of an IVF cycle. But I'd almost say that's the easy part. I I feel like the part before that is the part where a woman needs to think about it and to understand what it's about, to really think about her fertility. And and I think that's the hard part, to make that decision that it's the right thing for you to do. What is it about that that's hard? It's thinking about something that I think you've always wanted to brush under the carpet, to close the door on, to think, I can think about it at another time in my life. That's what's hard about it. It's getting women to think about something that they may have been thinking put it off, put it off, put it off. And I'm saying, take the bull by the horns, think about it. You've got this opportunity now. You can do something now. I think that if I wasn't backed into a corner where there was no chance of me starting a family when I thought that I was going to, I would never have walked in here. It feels like you're being assessed and why do I want to assess myself if it's easier just not to? Yeah, that's right. But It's finding where you're at, where your fertility's at, and it's keeping that window open, that window of opportunity open to have a baby. 
And you know what else? I, I completely respect the fact that for some women they don't want to have any children. It's just not something that they see in the path of, of life that they're, they're going to go through. But for the women who would like to, but they're just not in a situation that they can, I just say don't close the door on it. Think about it now. We've got the technology to do something about it. There's a process to go through, but I can guide you on that process. We can make it happen. Yeah, I felt really scared beforehand because I just didn't want to have to think about it. Yeah, all of that. I talk to women about what they're thinking and and where they're at. And I always have to say that egg freezing is a positive thing to do. It is a procedure and I think it is difficult walking into here this room and sitting on the other side of the desk and, you know, thinking, I'm a healthy woman, why am I in here? Why am I putting myself through this and and these medical procedures? It, look, it is a procedure to have the eggs taken out and it's what I do, it, it's what the team here does and we can guide you through that and there's ups and downs but at the end of the day, like, it's a positive thing and you can walk away from it and think, I've done that, they're sitting there, now life can throw at me whatever it wants they're sitting there. Those eggs are sitting there. There was a book about resilience that my friend Kumi gave me and it was about what happens if you can't have your option A. And it was like, if you can't have your option A, if that's gone, if that's not on the table right now, you need to find your option B and you need to kick the shit out of it. Find that one and don't keep mourning the loss of the first one and do that. So I think for me, perhaps a lot of girls like my age, girls my age, (laughs) girls might feel we're all girls we're all girls at heart might feel that you know I wish I could be doing that or maybe at one point I want to be thinking about doing that but if I can't then this is the option that's going to give me the freedom to do that at some stage yeah I agree with all of that and Kumi was a very wise woman to give you that book to read yeah, look, for some women, they're single and it's a career thing. And and th- these are the things that we talk about. Like I ask, what is your time frame? When are you looking at having children? For other women, they're in a relationship. And for various reasons, the, the time is just not right. I mean, at, at the moment, it's a factor of international travel and, and people getting married and wanting to put it off. There's all sorts of reasons that come up as to why women would want to put it off. And, you know, men have been able to put it off for, well, they they still can in many ways. But this is an opportunity for women to say, well, we can have it all too. We can have our cake and eat it. We can have our career. We can travel. We can do what we want. And there's this little insurance policy for later on. I just have to keep saying it's one of the really positive things that you can do with fertility. We're levelling the playing field one egg at a time. So what are some fertility facts, the hard truths that we might have to think about? Because before this year I was like, hey, I'm in my mid-30s. I'm probably as fertile as I was when I was 28. What are the uncomfortable facts of women's fertility? Look, we say that fertility drops after the age of 35, which I think is a number that many women don't realise. In fact, the ideal time to freeze your eggs, believe it or not, would be when you're in your 20s because we've got good quality eggs in our 20s. 
and most women, I do understand, most women aren't thinking about it in their 20s, and but definitely after the age of 35, your fertility drops. And I would say try as much as possible to have a plan to either use those eggs or be on the, the journey to have a baby by the time you're 40 or, you know, very close to approaching 40. They're the numbers that I think a lot of women don't realise and obviously when, when someone comes to see me, as I said before, we do a, a very thorough baseline fertility assessment and that just involves questions about what your cycle's like. I, you also ask about what your particular social situation is and then we do thorough blood tests, looking at egg count, egg quality, looking at your ovaries, looking at ovarian reserve and then I use all those results to paint a picture of where your fertility is at at the moment and of course in a situation where your fertility is not as good as what we were hoping it would be that's a discussion that we have to have as well. And those discussions are when it becomes very real and I remember feeling quite nervous about those results too like perhaps I wasn't going to measure up and that I wasn't going to do very well in this test of my womanhood or something your fertility is the one thing to a large extent you may not have control over like some women I think there is something genetic that we'll find in years to come it's something on that x chromosome that you've got from your mother that it's either good or or it's not it's the one thing you don't have control over you can to a large extent control your career you can work really hard for it but if you really, really want to have a baby, you, you need more than that. And I think seeing that ultrasound, it becomes real. It's not this intangible thing that you're just injecting. It, it's real. But maybe I'd, I'd turn it around and say, in years gone by, you didn't think about it because there was nothing you could do about it. And th that's sad. That's sad that some women would maybe meet someone later on and it was too late. Now having the opportunity to think about it and the opportunity to do something about it is a positive thing and you do have to think about it. You do have to make it real at some point, but, but it's okay. The outcome is worth it. Let's talk about the actual process that you'd go through if you want to do this. First up, you'd come, you'd see your doctor and you would do an initial assessment, which is a blood test. Yeah, and the ultrasound. And, I, you know, I find out where you're at in life, if you're single, what your time frame is. And then at, at the second visit, we go through all the results. And, and I know I'm very well aware that a lot of women are very anxious at that second visit. And I think talking through results will look at something I do every day of my life. Uh, so we go through the results. I, Like I say, I paint a picture of what that might mean. And then I, I would again say we've got this opportunity to take hold of that fertility as, as it is at the moment. And we go on to talk about egg freezing. It, it, the whole process takes about two weeks. We say day one of your cycle is the first day of heavy bleeding. We start the injections the nurses here are fantastic. They would guide you through the process of how you take the injections and everyone would feel that's overwhelming, but they teach everyone to do it. We would then see you here maybe three to four times 
in the first 10 to 12 days that you're taking the injections just to monitor that process of stimulation. So that consists of an ultrasound to look at those follicles which are containing the eggs getting bigger and to do a blood test to watch your estrogen going up. And typically, after about 10 to 12 days, your ovaries are ready and we can move on to the next step, which is the egg collection. Yeah, I was intimidated at the start of this process and I remember having to FaceTime my friend Ariane the first time I injected myself to make sure I was doing it right. But after a couple of days, this might sound a bit weird, I kind of liked this ritual because it felt like a physical symbol of me taking control of what previously had felt like a very out of control situation. And I would sit on my bed, I'd unscrew the injection pen and I would grab a little bit of fat from my thigh, stick it in and I would know why I was doing it. That's exactly it. You have to be able to say to yourself, this is why I'm doing it. And undoubtedly for you, you could say, Magnus is over in Los Angeles. That's why I'm doing it. And it's not like it's for six weeks. It's for two weeks. And then what actually happens in your body during those two important weeks? You've got all these little follicles inside your ovaries. Each is a little fluid-filled area that's got an egg inside it, a very immature egg. Normally every month one of them is stimulated and it gets bigger, it ruptures and you ovulate. What we do when we're doing egg freezing is we run the cycle so that we get a whole group of them to get bigger. So you get all these little follicles, these little cystic areas, all getting bigger together Not all of them have got an egg inside it and monitoring that process is doing serial ultrasounds to see those follicles getting bigger and doing a blood test to to see your estrogen going up so that we know we are having the effect on your ovaries that we're aiming to have. So if you can imagine these little circles, these follicles inside your ovaries gradually getting bigger and being measured along the way via these ultrasounds. And these are the ultrasounds that you see on TV where they wash something over your belly. It's an internal ultrasound. So they get very lubed up, very close and personal. And then fast forward, fingers crossed, the eggs mature and the team decides, okay, let's book you in for the egg collection procedure. So that can be done under local anaesthetic, but a hundred times over, I would rather do it under sedation. So that that's a, a minor procedure. I would say you're asleep at the time. It, it takes five minutes. What I do is put the ultrasound probe in. So it's a transvaginal ultrasound probe to image both ovaries And this time I've got a needle on the end of it and I can direct a needle into each of those follicles and we just simply drain the fluid and the egg comes with that. And the fluid is collected in little tubes and then a scientist picks up the tubes of fluid, looks under a microscope in a a special temperature controlled humidity crib and just counts the number of eggs. And then... The scientist takes the eggs and they just freeze all the mature eggs, so the eggs that are at the correct stage of development, and then we would let you know later that afternoon how many there are. And if it's done under sedation, you 
wake up and then go home and just take it easy for the rest of the day. I had a really nice day that day, (laughs) to be honest. I felt so relieved. I was like, oh, my God, I've done it. And it was okay. And and then you called me that afternoon and I think I, I cried with relief and happiness and then I ate an entire pizza and went to sleep. Yeah, oh, look, and I'd always just say go home and watch, I don't know, watch a trashy movie or, or something. Don't expect to do too much that day. For the next couple of days, you can get some funny sharpshooting pain. Some women don't get anything, but you would be okay to go about your life just as normal the next day. After the procedure's done Mm. and the scientist has taken out the little bubbles from my body where does it then go where are my eggs now they're down the end of the corridor (laughs) (laughs) the scientists have got a a system where they can locate your eggs if you ever want them they can be transported interstate or if you decided to take them to los angeles we can do that as well that's something i'll be keeping in mind but like me I'm sure you're wondering about the success rates. Does going through all the trouble of this actually work? The scientists would now say that they really do have the technology to freeze and thaw eggs so that the actual process of freezing them does not have a negative impact on it. So what I mean by that is it's age-dependent technology. It's not the actual freezing. They know how to do that. If you're a woman in your 20s freezing your eggs those eggs are more likely to result in a pregnancy than if you're in your 30s and then again if you're in your 40s. You know, there's very standard statistics for the the success of IVF all around the world um, and they're the figures that I use. And if you do one egg collection and you're in your 20s, we say it's roughly a 50% chance that you'll you'll have a successful pregnancy. And for a woman in her 30s, it's roughly a 30% chance. We aim for five to 10 eggs. And and we'd probably also say for a woman in her 30s to have something like a 60 to 70% chance of a pregnancy, you'd probably do it twice and maybe have a bank of about 15 eggs, 10 to 15 eggs, something like that. The vast majority of women in their 30s are pregnant within three goes. But my impression is if you're in your early 30s, 30, 31, 32, you're probably in that 30% that get there the first time. And if you're in your late 30s, so 38, 39, you're probably in that group that get there the third time. And women halfway could go either way. There is a common misconception that we can clear up right now about egg freezing and how it affects your fertility overall too. A question I'm asked is, If I freeze my eggs now, does that mean I've got, say, 10 fewer eggs for later on in my life? Does that mean I'll go through menopause earlier? No, it doesn't. That's actually an important point to make. Our understanding is that eggs come along in waves. So every month, it may be that 10 eggs are stimulated. This is just normally in our normal everyday life. 10 eggs are stimulated One will become a dominant follicle, which will get bigger and rupture and you'll ovulate. The other nine die away. So what we do in an IVF cycle is simply capture those eggs, those 10 eggs that are coming along in that month and freeze all of them. And the next month, another 10 will come along. And the month after that, another 10. Then after a period of time, nine, and then less and less and less until you go through the menopause or approaching menopause and it's one and then none. If there was a concern that you lose one egg a month when you ovulate, 
then we'd just have everyone on the pill so that they weren't losing any eggs. And it doesn't work like that. So there's this other process called apoptosis, which just means that cells die, eggs die. And that's what happens when you're on the pill. Your ovarian reserve will also diminish at the same rate when you're on the oral contraceptive pill, identical to if you're just ovulating naturally. Another concern you may have if you're considering egg freezing is how will these hormones affect your mental health and your mood? I felt pretty much like my usual self. And Jenny confirms that most women get through it pretty smoothly for this part. But when you might come back to use the eggs you've collected, that's potentially the harder part because then you'll have real emotion riding on the outcome of those eggs getting you pregnant. I can't deny the fact that some women do become emotional, but we run the cycle exactly the same for a woman who's doing egg freezing or a woman who's collecting those eggs with the intention of fertilising them to achieve a pregnancy. And I see the women doing egg freezing, sail through it generally without any issues. But in the situation that you're aiming for a pregnancy, using the same medications, I think it can turn into an emotional roller coaster. I'm not denying the fact that, you know, you're taking hormones and your estrogen goes high. But I can't separate that from the actual aim at the end of the day, whether it's to freeze eggs and stop or whether it's to put back an embryo and waiting for that pregnancy test. It's, it's different. And that will be potentially something for us to face as little egg freezers when the time comes. And again, it'll be something that we can't completely control. So we are just going to have to surrender and be proud to get through it, whatever form it takes. And I was about to say goodbye, but then Jenny sprung a question back at me. I wanted to know what Magnus thought about this, because that can be very confronting for them. Is that something that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He was the person that I called as I was going up into the lift every time. I'm going to see Jenny, or I'm going to get my ultrasound. I hope that it's going okay. And he was... As soon as I walked out, as I would walk down into the the car park underneath, I would talk to him about how it had gone. And some days I'd be just a little bit teary. But he was so pragmatic and positive the whole time. He was basically you, but on the phone where he was going, these are the facts. This is what you need to do. You're healthy. Get it done. And then I think the day that I had my procedure, he was the one that was like, go home. There's a pizza coming for you. And I Oh he ordered it. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so for me, it felt like the right thing to do considering my circumstances and the ability of taking it out of my head and out of the late night Google searching and into a task that I could fulfill. Kicking the shit out of option B, putting it behind me. Yeah, that, that, no, that's great. That's like, that's like the line in the sand, um, they're there, you can move on with your life. That, that's what that is. That's yeah. that feeling that you're describing. And as you can hear, Jenny is a very cool, straight shooter. She gives you the facts as they are today. And if you're wondering if Jenny herself has frozen her eggs... <laughs> 
I'm way beyond that. <laughs> Egg freezing um, really wasn't an option when that would have been a thing for me. Yeah. So, no, I've got two children and I'm a single mother. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I got to a point in my life where I thought, well, I want to have children. And so they've both got gay dads. So I completely get it. I completely get the whole fertility thing. Like if a woman walks in here and she's single and she's got all these other issues going on, I just think I know that story. I know that story very well. Uh, Yeah, so I've got two little girls. Jenny, thank you so much. My absolute pleasure. I wish you all the best with everything and I know that you'll keep in touch. Hey Siri, text Ariane. What do you want to say? Um, I am here, baby! Exclamation point. Please bring your tushy outside. Your message to Larry and says, I am here, baby. Please bring your tushy outside. Ready <laughs> to send it? Yes. Okay, it's sent. Thank you, Siri. So you are about to meet one of my most wonderful friends, Ariane. She is fiercely intelligent. She's an amazing dancer. Not that you're going to witness that today. But she's the friend that I had to call when I was doing my injections that very first night because I wanted someone that I loved to watch me on FaceTime and... Oh my gosh, she's coming! Hi, Arnie. Hi. How was your day? No, it's fine. Should I get in? Yeah, get in my car. Get in my studio. Oh, shit. Can you even get in? Oh, oh, oh my God. My water bottle went up your bum. It did go up my bum. <laughs> so I mean what that delightful feeling was. Um, Arnie, I brought you a treat. Here you go. Oh, Sorry about this. Oh, is this some sort of delicious lychee? Okay, what are these little dots? Straw kiwis. Pepper. <laughs> see, see, if you can, see if you can guess. See if you can guess the flavours in this. Mocktail. Okay, I'm tasting orange and mango. And there must be pepper. <laughs> so as I was saying, Ariane was the friend that I called on FaceTime when I was doing my first injection and needed some moral support. And in the same way, Arnie is in the middle of her injection process this week and so we have brought her a delicious juice. The black spots are passion fruit seeds and she's going for her egg collection tomorrow. So we're asking, how is little Arnie doing? Uh, someone asked me that yesterday at work. How am I? And I, I didn't know what to say. And then some little tears started welling up in my eyes. And then she said, "You don't need to be here. Just go, go relax." Because it was, you know, I, I'm a teacher, and it was a little twenty-minute in between classes thing that I didn't need to be at. It was true. So I was very a really nice moment of kindness from someone. So I'm doing my second round of egg freezing and my first round didn't go 
that well. One side of my ovaries didn't work and I always had a feeling or an inkling that might happen because I'd had endometriosis surgery and they had said that the left side was very damaged and so I always knew it might be a thing. So um, Jenny, our angel, she spoke to me after the surgery and she said, well, let's try something a bit different next time drugs-wise. So this time I'm doing a crazy drug regimen. Um, Instead of one injection a day, I've been doing three and I have to mix them together. I look like a crazy chemist. Mm -hmm. It's very exciting. I I like suck up liquid from one side and then squish it into this powder and then I change, then I like stir it and then I change the needles over. And um, yeah, so it's been very exciting. Um, Overall today with my operation happening in T minus um, exactly 12 hours. Um, I feel excited. I'm excited for my life not to revolve around these goddamn injections. Yeah. Do you feel like it'll feel positive tomorrow? I think so. I think what I have said to you and what we've talked about many, many times is that this is the pretty much the only control that you can have over this shitty situation. And there is a real element of feeling proud of yourself and that you've done all that you can to try and deal with it even if I never use them they're just sitting there and I I know that they're there but I will definitely feel relieved when it's over I'm very proud of us Arnie I'm very proud of you I'm proud of you too say that again (laughs) she didn't say it into the mic properly it didn't pick it up say it again I am very proud of us too, or you too. I can't remember what makes sense in the context of that little exchange. I'm proud. I think that these kinds of conversations about fertility are ones that we probably don't have often enough or early enough. Ideally, we want to feel included and empowered in all of our life choices and educated which is why sharing this tough love lesson with you is so important to me. If you're thinking about freezing your eggs, talk to your doctor and get well informed. You can find some links in the show notes of this episode, so check them out. I also imagine you may be wondering about the cost, and if you're in Australia, you may be partly covered by Medicare. But again, talk about your options with your doctor. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. And if you liked this episode and you got something out of it, send it to a friend, share it, talk about it. And feel free to hit me up on Instagram anytime at Linda Mariano or email hellotoughlove at gmail.com. Tough Love is a podcast by me, Linda Mariano, produced by me and Amelia Chapelo. Join me every two weeks on your podcast player and make sure you hit subscribe. And if you like the show, please leave us a five-star rating and review. Okay, thank you.